Emergency department doctors say they are turning up to work today with no idea if there will be enough security guards to keep them safe. The government paid for 200 extra guards across some hospitals over summer, but the last of that funding funding finished yesterday. Te Whatu Ora says it won't be deciding on what it does next until it has formally reviewed the programme. But in a statement to Morning Report, the Minister Shane Reti says the agency can reallocate some of its funding to ensure there are more guards at the most high-risk EDs until the 1st of July. We're well, joined now by the Chair of the Australasian College for Emergency Medicine New Zealand, Kate Allen. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Corin. So, what is the outlook now? Do you expect there will be some security guards on at some of the more, I guess, uh, dangerous hotspots? We understand that there um, should be some security guards coming to those hotspots. Um, however, we want security. We need security 24-7 in every emergency department in our country. How successful has this program been over summer? There's been a very mixed bag of response, and it's really dependent on the quality of the security staff, um, meaning their level of training and their integration within the ED. So those that are fully integrated part of the team um, working with the emergency medicine staff on the floor, um, it has been very successful. But those where they have been more based outside and not really involved in um, the day-to-day um, care of patients, um, it has not been successful. How is it decided where they go? What do you mean from the hospital perspective? Well, in terms of where, where are these hotspots? What, uh, what is the threshold, so to speak? I'm not sure of the threshold that has been used by Te Whara to decide where the security guards will be placed. Um, our rural and regional hospitals are also very vulnerable, so even though they're not as busy, they are still very vulnerable to violence and aggression. And what sort of violence is, it, is, is the problem here? What has been experienced? Oh, look, it's a, once again, it's a mixed bag of everything. Um, I would, I would. Um, it's very un, underreported. We know that verbal aggression is pretty much part of day to day, but there's also physical aggression, physical threats. I know of staff that are leaving, staff that are suffering from PTSD from um, violence and aggression they've suffered at work, and it's just not okay. We we need to go to work to care for people and to be safe. And this is only the beginning. This is. The beginning of the solution is to put the security staff within the emergency department, but we also need to look at the underpinning reasons as to why our communities are becoming more violent and aggression, why there's more violence and aggression, and why, why um, and dealing with these long waits within the emergency departments that is leading to frustration and oh. anger for families and patients. Is it not unreasonable to review this uh, interim programme to see if it's worked, to see where it's worked? As you say, there's some, perhaps some issues around whether you're inside or outside the building. I mean, a review sounds like a good idea. A review is a good idea, and what we want in place is something that works and is sustainable. Um, there's short-term solutions. Um, you know, they don't work if they're not properly researched and we know what we're doing. But we do know that we need integrated and trained security staff within the emergency department. We know it makes a difference. Um, that's obvious from, from the outset. So, so what does this training look like? So just talk us through here. You're saying if the, if the security guard is just outside the ED, can they not get inside quickly enough to deal with a situation that uh, develops? Do you need people inside sort of near uh, the con- consultation areas? Well, emergency departments are quite spread out um, and they need to be immediately available. And 
being outside, you're not really aware of what's going in. Often outside, before you even get inside, there's the waiting area, and then you've got other parts within the department. So it's quite complex. And when you're outside, you really have no idea about what's going on inside. Um, and they, you need to also be hands-on. And, and part of the team, it's about um, interacting with the patients, but inter- interacting with family and staff, and that's not happening when people are based outside departments or, or potentially just wandering through as a presence. That, that may be a visible deterrent, but it's still not effective in actually managing people who can become very violent and very aggressive very quickly. So how much training would be required? Because that might involve quite a bit of time and money to get staff that are, that are capable of doing that. Anything we do involves time and money and it needs that investment. It will take time and money, um, and I'm, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not involved in training of security guards, but I need to know that the people who come and work in our emergency departments are properly trained to work with patients in very unique situations. Okay, so we've got this gap now between what you had, which ends today, then through to July, where there is the potential for some money to be reallocated. Just how concerned are you about this potentially lower level of security that will be offered? It's concerning, but in all honesty, Corin, we're used to it. So prior to December, this is what we were living with anyway. Um, and as I've said, some of those security guards that were, were present over summer didn't make a big difference. So for some, there won't be any palpable difference at all. For those where the, the security made a difference and were within the department and dealing with patients and family, then they will feel it and they'll be scared. And just finally, how much of this is infrastructure-based? Does it depend on the age of the ED? Does the physical space make a difference? Uh, It potentially can make a difference to the violence and aggression. Um, It doesn't make a difference to how the security can respond, but the the infrastructure, if people are having prolonged waits in, in bad environments, then yes, it can absolutely lead to increased violence and aggression. And what, just, and what do you want to see done today? When we, if, you, if you were calling on the Minister, what would you say? We want to know that, that we will receive 24-7 security in every emergency department in New Zealand. All right, thank you very much for your time. That was the Chair of the Australasian College for Emergency Medicine uh, New Zealand, Kate, uh, Dr Kate Allen.